As we concluded the last episode, we were discussing how death sometimes comes so unexpectedly and shocks us because there are times when death shows up. It throws us off because the person that has died, we just talked with that person prior to what we consider their untimely death. Our conversation then turned to the topic, knowing that death is coming and how it doesn't announce its arrival day. Why wouldn't people make sure that they are ready? Join us as we conclude this series on Death, Are You Ready? do get to that point to where they've done all that they can do. Uh, all the latest technology, all the latest medicine, uh, none of that had any effect on the sickness. And once you see that person take their last breath, you know right then that if they're going to come back to life, so to speak. That it would have to be an act of God that would do it. They might have had the person on the ventilator machine where the machine is breathing for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They might have had ministers in there uh, that were praying had the right motive about praying and and, uh, and you would think that God hears their prayer <laughs> and you would think that maybe by some miracle he would bring them back to life or her back to life but the thing that gets me is that that same God that when he first created man the Bible says that when God breathed 
the breath of life into his nostrils. Man became a living soul. At death, you see God take that breath of life from man or woman. And now they are no longer a living soul. When I see that right there, as, as I did with my mom and my my brother and uh, my grandmother and some other loved ones, it made no difference how much I prayed. It made no difference how much I fasted. It made no difference uh, what the doctors did. None of that worked. So in that point right there, God shows you who's in control and who's in charge and who's the one that's running this show. You can say what you want to say, but ain't nothing you can do. When he says it's over, when he says I have an appointment time for you, it is appointed on the man to die once and after that the judgment. He shows you that when he says what he says, there's nothing you can do. What can you do? If, if you could keep your mom or your sister or, or in, in your case, your wife, from the fate of death, how come you can't do it? See, when you see God in action like that, it makes you respect him like you never have before. I'm glad you just used that word. Yeah. It makes you respect him like you never have before because he's letting you know right then, when I say something, it's going to be done and there's nothing nobody can do. How many have you ever seen that once they're laying right there in front of that altar, in that casket, you ever seen that nobody come up and change that situation. Who have you ever seen come up and change that situation from death back to life? Nobody. So, with that being said, why aren't more people concerned about their appointment time? Why, why don't people because people go to funerals all the time. All the time. People understand that funerals are, in a sense, final from a natural perspective. Right. But not for the believer. Yeah. The believer just went to sleep and woke up in Abraham's bosom. Right. But for the unregenerate man, the unsaved man, that selfish man, that atheist man, that fool that has said in his heart, there is no God. Why not prepare for an unknown appointment? Why not make sure you're ready? Why not say, okay, God, I see that if you said my time was up in a moment. 
that I need to be ready. In my mind now, my spiritual mind, I'm thinking about the food that had it going on. He said, my bones are filled. I got goods. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down these bones and build bigger bones and take my rest. He's he just going to have a good time. And God showed up and said, thou fool, this night, thy soul is required of thee. And God does that every day and every night. May not call people a fool, but he said, your soul is required of me. Because the thing about Hebrews 9 and 29, 27 is the death part, the appointment is not all there is to it. Right. There is, and after this, the judgment. Exactly. After this, after you die, right. after you close your eyes down here for the last time, after the breath of life that was breathed in the man is removed from man, after the heart doesn't beat, pump anymore, after the brain does not do, after the blood doesn't flow, after this, there's a judgment day. There's an appointment with Jesus Christ. It's true. Why won't people get their lives together, man? If you thought that there was a chance, and a large chance, that you could die, wouldn't you be concerned? not be something that, that you are not controlling. Me personally, yes. Right. Because you, you're not control of that. And knowing that it could happen anytime, like, if, if they're at a funeral, and the eulogy has been given, and now we're leaving the funeral, and the preacher's last words might have been, you know, you need to accept Christ today because you could walk out of this church today, and that could be your last time. And you can get hit by a car or have a heart attack or anything can happen. I've, I've heard preachers do that. Believe, believe it or not, yeah. I was told of a story of a lady left a funeral and died in a car accident right after leaving a funeral. Wow. And my question was, did she have it right? Right. And when I go to funerals, when I hear people die, course, and I've said this before, my heart goes out to the family, but my main concern is, did that people, that person have it right with God? All this stuff we're seeing over in Ukraine, I still wonder, those people laying out in the streets, did they have it right with God? And you know, you go to a funeral now, and everybody going to heaven now. 
People come in the funeral with T-shirts on with "Rest in Peace." Yeah. Now, I'm not one to doubt what people call a deathbed confession. Seen it with the thief on the right. But everybody didn't get a chance to ask Jesus to forgive them before they left. And you see people saying, rest in peace. And now they're saying, rest in power and rest in heaven. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, I'm saying this out of sincerity. Everybody that died is not resting in peace. Some people suffering in torment. Some people wish they had listened to that preacher or wish they had listened to that preacher or wish they listened to mama or grandmama or that deacon or that neighbor who said, baby, you need to give your life to Jesus. Baby, you need to stop selling them drugs. Lady, you need to come off that streets. You need to stop doing them drugs. You need to stop drinking so much. There's some folk in here that wish they'd listen. It's true. But it's too late now. The song said, don't let it be said too late. Too late. The song said, if I should die and my soul be lost, nobody's fault but mine. And if people don't look at this world we live in now, and see the times that we live in and don't get right with God, something wrong with people. Oh, yeah. exactly. I've often said the biggest prayer meeting is going on in hell right now. Oh, yeah. And it's from people uh, that had the opportunity said before and we basically forfeited we didn't take advantage of the opportunity and now it's too late uh, I told you story years ago well uh, as a matter of fact it was a few months ago we revisited that story where we talked about the, the rookie demon right and uh, how Satan basically told them what to do as far as try to uh, basically keep people from believing in Jesus Christ and uh, the rookie D. Maxim Howard he's so successful at what he's done you know he's been doing it for many years you know and you, you, you're so successful in accomplishing that and he wanted to know how he'd done it and so he let him go out as a rookie and try all these different ways that he was so sure that once he tried that they was gonna work as far as deceiving people. And none of his ways worked. So every time he came back, he came back disappointed and crying and and, and he asked Satan uh, last time, how did he do it? And Satan finally just told him, said, I just tell people there is no hurry. Live your life, have fun. Don't get in a hurry about accepting Christ. You got time. You know, it, it's going to be okay. Have fun. You know, it, just just do what you want to do. Um, if you if you get saved, if you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, then you ain't going to be able to have fun anymore. So live your life, have fun. Don't worry about getting in a hurry. You have time. 
And that's the biggest lie that he could ever tell them because he's basically telling them you are in control. You're in control of time. You're in control of what you do. And there's going to be enough time for you to get it right. And that's the biggest lie that he could ever tell them because he's, he's giving them a false sense of, yeah, I'm not ready yet, but when I get ready, I'll do what I need to do in order to be saved. And, and it indicates that they think that they're controlling all of that. You know, that was my thought process to a point that I was enjoying what I was doing. I always had plans to, because grew up in the church. Mama kept us in church around the clock. Don't even need to go through that again. Just church, 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 church. Well, I remember. <laughs> but I'm glad she did it now. Yeah. And when I got of age, I did like a lot of people. Went straight. Left. But because she had put something in me, yeah. I was drawn back. Yeah. And I wasn't drawn back at my time frame. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I go out here, chill, have my fun, do what I want to do, and about, about 40 years old, I'd come on back into the church. That's what I said. <laughs> Lord said otherwise. <laughs> and I'm glad he did, yeah. because the way I was going, had it not been for his mercy, I'd be in hell probably. Mm -hmm. All the while doing what I was doing, I was aware of death and hell. But you're right, I'm going to bed every night, waking up every morning. So after a while, you start to think that you have something to do with, even though you really know you don't. Yeah. After a while, you're like, mm, let me go and do what I do. But thank God for God. <laughs> True. Because he has a way of saying, that's far as I can let you go. I'm glad he pumped my brakes. I'm glad he stopped me. Oh, yeah. Because I was on my way to hell, just like a lot of people are now. And some of them won't turn around. Right. But thank God I was given the opportunity to turn around. Yeah. Thank God I, I had that opportunity. And I'm glad I did. And you see folks living like they live. And my heart hurts for kids nowadays. Because they have no thought, desire to get to know this God we serve. And the reason they don't is because the houses that some of them live in don't teach it to them. Right. A lot of kids are raised by grandmamas and granddad. And they try to take them to church, but these kids aren't interested. They go because they made to go. But you pray that just like you and I, that something is put in them. Some of the things that used to help us in churches and to a point kind of stop doing this now. Made to sing on the choir. We were made to be little ushers. Yep. We were made to participate in Christmas plays and 
Christmas speeches and Easter speeches and made stuff like yeah. made to do this stuff. Now kids are given a choice. The grandparents go to church and the kids stay home. Times have changed. Yeah. But the rookie demon was right. Or the devil was right in telling the rookie demon to tell people they got time. He was right to falsely put false hope yeah. in those people he was talking to. Right. He told them what to do, which was the right thing to do for the wrong type of outcome. Because if I believe I got all the time in the world and time in before I think about like that old lady, Death and the Beautiful Lady, that song. Yeah. Death told her, you got time. Well, just let me know that you're coming. Right. Said, I'll let you know. You know the song. Hair turned, neat glasses, rouge and makeup to cover the blemishes and spots now. Death showed up. I thought you told me you were coming. I did. When your hair started turning silver, you went and get that dye. Right. When the eyes got dimmer, you had to go see, now you got glasses. When you had to put on all that makeup where before, that was me letting you know you were, your time is up. And there's a lot of people going to encounter death just like that. Their time going to be up. But people are not taking advantage of the time they have to get right with God. Because no man knows the day nor the hour. Now this is scripture, people. When the Son of Man shall return. Right, we don't. Right. Right. But no man knows the day nor the hour when God going to call yeah. for you. Exactly. A lot of people wait on the rapture. I like to say God does individual raptures every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every day he's calling somebody home. Yeah. Every day he's allowing people to go home too. Call some, he let people go home to. And people have to understand that death is coming. Remember that song, and I had never heard it when I was at the church I was at with this group called the Evans Brothers. They had a shower. They sing the song, Death is right in the left. They're mailing it every day. I'd be around to see you. Somebody need to hear that. It's true. It's true. And then that's 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 the sad thing about it, man. Uh, it's amazing how we have a strong belief in so many other things. Uh, the thing that determines where you spend eternity in is the very thing that we're not that concerned about. We, we really just believe that uh, we're not going to leave here no time so now, that, that's, that's just weird we're under that impression that uh, some people think we got to be sick uh, we don't realize the uh, percentage or the amount of people that leave here every year uh, there's something about that, that they doesn't or they don't respect and it does not bother them. You would think that uh, some of the deaths that take place with people that they actually know 
and very close to that they would want to make sure that they got it right. But most of them know. I say this right quick. Have you ever noticed that funerals are not as sad anymore as they used to be? Just an event now. Yeah. Yeah. Folks used to come in falling out before they got to the coffin. Yeah. Oh no, mommy. You folk trying to get in the coffin. Trying to get, get in the coffin. say to people that they put off. Right. And eventually they come too late. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking from personal experience now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm you, you better say what you want to say to people right. while they're here. Because you never know when someone that you don't expect to die will just leave us. shouldn't be like that but I believe it is because we, we we've gotten to the place man to where uh, we're sort of non-responsive you know the, the, we used to be in the, an emotional nation you know things bothered us man you know death uh, tragedy and, uh, kids you know sex trafficking that's going on and uh, people being kidnapped and you know if a woman was abused by her husband and stuff you know and all of these things that years ago would basically emotional disturb us in a way things don't disturb us as much man. You, you, you look at 9-11 it disturbed us while it was going on right but look how quickly we Group and got back to what we were doing. Yeah, exactly. After all that was over with. And it doesn't shake us enough, man, to make us move forward. But that's the uh, same thing with death now. Yeah. Death doesn't bother people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Again, because it's not them. Right. Well, if it was them, then they wouldn't know about it anyway in order to be shaken. Well, that, that, that's true, <laughs> but what I'm saying is they don't prepare themselves for it. Yeah. I'm saying, because they don't think it's going to be them. It's like, now everybody else can die for whatever reason there is. Uh, people die every single day, all kinds of reasons, you know that. Thought they were gonna lay down last night for the last time. Thought they're gonna get up the next morning. Gone. Person leaves for work. And on their way to work, they never make it. People Didn't know they were leaving home for the last time. People be on their way to church and die. Yeah. Exactly. 
only way to church. Yeah. Amen. But why is it that when we hear these familiar stories on the way people are dying, that we always excuse ourselves to think, well, that, that was them, you know, that's, that's not going to happen to me. And, and I wouldn't even go all the way to the point to say that they say it's not going to happen to me. They just did it don't believe that it's going to happen to right now. No time soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I will say this right there. We don't know when it's going to happen. No. No have a clue. And because we don't know it's going to happen, we need to understand that it is going to happen. And once it happens, as Hebrews 9 and 27 says, that's not all there is to it. Right. There's going to come a day when we have to stand before Christ and give an account of everything we did. So the best thing to do is to make sure that, as we just got through talking about, you've been forgiven of the wrong you've done. Right. And when you stand before him, you still get to spend eternity with him. And, and that's basically the ultimate goal right there is to spend eternity with that's it death are you ready are you ready individually because you can't die for nobody right. right when death come for you it's not coming for nobody else it's coming for you the individual and if you're not ready, if you're not right with God, in hell you'll lift up your eyes. It's true. Death is coming. Yes, it's true. Will you be ready when it comes for you? This concludes this series on the topic, Death, Are You Ready? Hebrews 9.27 says that we all have an appointment with death. And because of this fact, we all should make sure that we're already prepared because one day, death is going to call our name. Are you ready to answer the call? The scripture does not end by saying that we are going to die. It ends by saying that after death, there will be judgment. We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for everything that we've ever done. So because of this, make sure that you've been born again by faith in Jesus Christ and you will not spend eternity in hell. Please understand that heaven is real and so is hell. You're going to miss one of them, but you won't miss them both. <laughs>